I used to love sitting down with my grandfather telling me stories of old. The older and better days, he used to say. Well, he's no longer here to share those stories, and I wish I'd catalogued them. That's why I felt such an affinity to Tom, a listener from Alabama, now living in Berlin, who started sending us recordings of his memories of growing up. Enjoy this short, true story, read by Tom himself, in this special edition of the show we're calling Reminiscing with Tom. conversation with my cousin Fred the other day, I mentioned about growing up poor and not really knowing it. He said that where we lived, everyone was equally poor, and that is the reason we never noticed our status. I had two cousins of approximately the same age and size, and that was where I always expected my next article of clothing from. Oh, with one exception, my grandmother. She could sew anything on that old sewing machine, powered by her feet on the treadle. She mostly made the kids' shirts and shorts from flower sacks. Yes, you heard it right, flower sacks. She bought her flour in large sacks, or bags if you want to call it, depending on where you live. The sacks had different patterns and designs on them, and for us those days, we couldn't wait for the contents to be used up so we could get the next shirt, or for the girls, the next dress. Many of you ask, why would a person buy so much flour at once? Well, in those days, the lady of the house always cooked and baked from scratch, The only prepared foods were canned goods occasionally and nothing frozen. And forget about the idea of a microwave. Hours were spent in the kitchen. Grandmother would bake only on Saturdays uh, to avoid as much work on Sundays due to her religious convictions. Now getting back to hand-me-downs. Unfortunately for my brothers, They were too young for my hand-me-downs, so I was the end of the line for the clothing. Never knew where Mom passed my old clothes on to. I probably just wore them out. My mom was very good at taking worn-out items, cutting them into patterns, and making quilts out of them. In the South, nothing went to waste. Even when a hog was slaughtered, Every bit of that hog was used. Nothing there went to waste either. My Uncle Price told me that even the squeal was turned into a song. Wasteful we weren't. There were things that we did wish for, though. For example, a Red Rider BB gun or the unimaginable bicycle. Now, most bicycles those days, unless you got the luxurious model, didn't have a chain guard to keep your pants leg from getting caught in the chain and sprocket. So you always had to roll up your right pants leg into a cuff. Naturally, in my neighborhood, that cuff in the right pants leg meant you had status. You had a bicycle of all things. We could never afford a bicycle in my family, so... 
I came up with this ingenious idea to always have a cuff in my pants. And when I went to school, I was the man of the hour, and no one ever caught on to my deception, mainly because we managed to move every three or four months. My cousin Fred got a bicycle of his own. I couldn't believe it. He would ride me all over the neighborhood, sitting on the handlebars. Now, there was a turpentine plant near my grandmother's house, and it had a very steep hill that ended at the end of the road. And when you got there, you had to make a immediate left turn or right turn or straight ahead into the woods. I remember sitting on the handlebar with bare feet on the left and right lug nuts of the front wheel. Starting at the top of the hill, Fred reminded me to watch your toes, Tommy, and would haul boogie, as they say, down the hill at top speed, not slowing down even when he had to make a left turn to grandmother's house. He didn't have a bicycle bell, but I'm sure that everyone in the neighborhood could hear my scream the whole way down. Somehow, we always made it home, and to this day, I still have all my toes, thanks to Fred. This is Watch Your Toes, Tommy. Sincerely. Tune in again next time for more Reminiscing with Tom.